This is Coast and County Radio's Extra Time Podcast in association with Scarborough College and powered by Grundon Graphics. 97.4 FM, through the Vales, across the Moors and along the coast. Extra Time, sporting reviews and opinions from those in the know. So hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Coast and County Extra Time podcast sponsored by our good friends at Scarborough College. Um, so a huge thank you to them for sponsoring the podcast and being our official sponsor. On today's podcast, I'm joined by an ex-Whitby star who currently plays at Scarborough. He can also play in any position on the pitch, although I've never seen him play in goal. It's Kieran Waledgy. Kieran, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good, Chad. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, really good, thanks, mate. Um, tough game last night. Obviously, I was up in uh, up in Redco watching you last night. Um, what was it? What was it like playing in? You you deserved the win, but you know it was a, it was a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, Redco the they're doing well. To be fair, um, local for me. It's only fifteen minutes around the corner from me. Obviously, I'm a I'm a borough lad. Um, but it's one of those games where we just we just had to win, and um, we knew that they were gonna we we're gonna tie through the game, and we knew that our quality was going was gonna to come through, really. So, yeah, we got the job done, essentially. Really nice surface as well to play on. I, I remember when I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. It looked, it looked yeah. to play on. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like I said, um, Planty uh, has played out when he was a bit younger. And I used to play against play against him and Louis in that, um, on that pitch and things when we were a bit younger. So, I knew the pitch was, pitch was decent. It was better than I expected, considering the, the weather as well. So... Yeah, great pitch. Probably better than some in our league, anyway. Yeah, and again, you're, you're into the into the hat, I guess, as the saying is, for the next round. Yeah. Um, the the lure will be that you, you know, if you get to the final, there's a chance of playing at the Riverside. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've, I've played in that final twice, won it twice at the Riverside, and it's it's a good experience. Do you know what I mean? Even though you might be playing lesser opposition, it doesn't necessarily mean that that you don't want to don't want to win a trophy in the season. And it's, that's the only trophy that we're in at the moment, apart from apart from the league, of course. But that's uh, something we can get our hands on, hopefully. Yeah, and myself being a Middlesbrough fan as well, it was quite surreal to be able to to watch Scarborough there. So you'll be hoping that maybe um, you know history will repeat itself, and you'll be back there in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's 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 the year. Um, hopefully, we just win the next couple of games, um, and then and we, we go. But obviously, tough opponents coming up, and obviously you've got the likes of the Mask, York, some big teams still in it. So, yeah. And you know, we'll start at the sort of the start of your career, Kieran. Um, you know, making it out as a as a Middlesbrough youngster. Um, what was it like starting up at, up in Middlesbrough, playing for such a big club? Yeah, well, uh, I feel as if I came into it pretty late. I think I went to Middlesbrough when I was about fifteen. Uh, I knew of a few of the lads in there, and on Louis, current Scarborough player, he was there, um, and a few of the lads. Um, were there, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. It was unbelievable, to be fair. Um, we when I started, I was obviously under 16. Then I went through to my scholarship, uh, playing against teams, great setups, mid academies, playing against top players, uh, and then going on to the pro game. When I got my pro contract, it was playing at the reserve level. Once again, playing against some other teams who had first teamers who weren't quite getting in their first team for playing in the reserve. So it was good, very very good experience. Once again, playing in a few different positions, but yeah. Yeah, it was a really good, really good experience. And um, in terms of from that, uh, leaving, obviously there, uh, going to Whitby, it was it was difficult and it's difficult for any lad who, who gets, who essentially gets released and 
finishes a football career at a pro level and having to step down, uh, it, it's a difficult change, but uh, I think I've managed to, to do all right, yeah. Did you get an opportunity to sort of train with any of the first teamers at Middlesbrough during your time? Yeah, yeah. So when I was there, I think it was Ito Karanka was, was managing a lot of uh, the reserves. A lot of us were able to train with them probably on a regular basis, to be fair, which was good. Um, yeah, good experience. And you got to know some of the first team players and even to this day, I still keep in contact with, the, with a few of them as well. Um, some are not a middle anymore, but, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask about any of, the, any of the big names that you may have, you know, uh, touched shoulders with at, at Middlesbrough. And you came through a really positive time for the club, didn't you, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when um, we were top of the championship, uh, then got, got promoted. Uh, the year, the year that I left was when we got beat by Norwich in the final. Uh, still don't forgive Norwich for that. Um, but yeah, in terms of touching shoulders with top players, you've got like, back to, like Ben Gibson, uh, obviously very large for his top player. Uh, Jordan Jones, uh, obviously who's at uh, Wigan now. Um, and plenty, plenty of others, of course, as you, as you know, as a Borough fan. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was a hard that was a hard afternoon to take at Wembley. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever forgive Norwich for that. Um, what was your What was your favourite memory um, during your time at Middlesbrough? What sort of stands out as, as sort of the, the 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 best thing that you'll remember from your time at the club? Best thing will probably be my last season there when we were we won the reserve league. It was like the Premier Division Two or or whatever it was called. Um, that that whole season, not just winning the league, but that that whole season, like the t- the togetherness of the lads uh, playing all these different stadiums and just lifting the trophy in the end, it was just a nice little send off um, on a per- on a personal note. Uh, and just yeah, yeah, I definitely said that was a that was the the best memory um, from my time at the club. And you know, at the end of that season, did you know that that the plan was that you were going to be released, or or was it a case of it was still up in the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose they're pretty good nowadays in terms of letting lads know quite early on. Um, so I probably knew in like the, the February, March time that, that my contract wasn't going to get renewed. Um, so obviously having other things in the pipeline is obviously really important. Um, but yeah, yeah, I knew by that point, definitely by the end of the season, that that was the case. And was that a, a disappointment for you? Was it that you know you you were you were moving on, or did you sort of with things in 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 the pipeline as you mentioned? Was that a case of just you know I've got something to look forward to? Yeah, so, yeah, it was, it's always disappointing. Let's be honest, I'm not going to say, oh, I was sound. It doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, end of the day, every young boy wants to be either a footballer or want to be a pop star, do you know what I mean? And I felt as if I had the opportunity. Um, but in terms of giving it my all, there's nothing that I think I could have done more. Um, and there's nothing that I regret doing, essentially, at my time at Middlesbrough. And I think a lot of people who I know probably uh, agree with me there. So, yeah, it was hard, but um, I felt as if... Um, and when you've got obviously young lads coming through, uh, the likes of like the Dale Fries and obviously the in Callum Cooks and all the young ones who are coming through, it, it, it is difficult, really. So, um, yeah, difficult, but it happens. And uh, yeah. I think I've, I've took. Well, for any anyone listening, um, the the names that Kieran's mentioning are some very very good players, and to come through at a time when Dale Fry's just making his way, and he's currently probably the best defender at the football club at the moment. Um, you know, it's very difficult to get through from him. But just just finally, before we move on to Whitby, being told that your contract's not going to be renewed in January, February, March time, is that is that I guess for you just an opportunity to just play freely for the remainder of the season, rather than have that worry yeah. that that you might not get renewed at the end. Yeah, yeah, essentially, you're, obviously, you're thinking about, right, what's next? Because you're not at university at the time because you're, you're playing football, you're not working. Um, 
obviously I went on went a trial for a few teams, didn't really work out. Um, and then towards the end, when it got close to the start of the new season, um, obviously Whitby, Whitby came in for me and I thought, right, I need to need, want to carry on, obviously carry on playing and assess my options in terms of my career going forward um, in the meantime. And that's really the, the way it went. Um, yeah. And, you know, so you mentioned there Whitby had come in for you. Um, how did you find the first couple of months going into to a team like Whitby playing against, you know, men's football, quite fierce, physical? How did you find it? Yeah, well, when I was at, when I was at Middlesbrough, I went to Darlington um, for a month um, when I was obviously younger. And in terms of, I think even nowadays, I think a lot of young lads are doing it a lot more often. Um, going out from going out to, to to non-league essentially because it's men's football, uh, and it's it was yeah it was a it was a, I wouldn't say a shock to the system because I feel as if I'm quite a physical type of player, but it was definitely you're definitely playing against some good strikers who who, who played in those leagues for years, who've got plenty of experience, who played at the at, at the level at that level for a long time, and even even the levels above. Um, so initially, I think the first couple of months was was pretty difficult in terms of who I was coming up against, but. I think over time, and considering I'm still in, in non-league now, I think I've done all right for myself and made sure I cemented my place in in, in this uh, division, really, yeah. Definitely, and it's quite a fierce atmosphere as well at the Tobar Express Stadium. I've experienced it as a Scarborough fan on the, on the wrong end of it. Did you enjoy the atmosphere and the love that the fans gave you? Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, I think, yeah, the, the, I've got no bad uh, words to say about Whitby uh, as a club or, or the fans either. Um, well, when we played in there... Uh, a couple of months ago, I got a few uh, Judas shunts, but uh, that's just that's just part and parcel of football. I just laughed that off. Um, obviously, I didn't laugh the result off because I was obviously don't like losing, um, especially to, to your rival. But but yeah, in terms of being a whip and things, it was a it was a good good experience for five years. Yeah, yeah. Now just um, on the Whitby website, obviously when when because there's obviously a bit about you being an ex player. Um, they wrote some really nice words about your highly gifted central defender released by Middlesbrough in July 2015. Darren Williams acted quickly after Kieran starred in a pre-season Blues win over Bradford City's first team. A classy, strong centre-half who Chris Hardy has developed into an exciting attacking option. Kieran passes and reads the game well. He also looks to get forward at every option. Um, so that's what they put, obviously, on their website. Um, so I, I would imagine you're still you know, highly thought of at Whitby and you know they were really sad for you to obviously move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was Chris Hardy who was manager at the time. I know he's at, at Bishop Auckland now and I still keep in contact with him time to time because uh, he's a mate, isn't, not just a manager, of yeah. course. But, um, but yeah, it was... So he tried to try and make... Not make me stay, but he tried to give me the option to, to stay. But looking forward, I was looking at Scarborough. Big club, big history, great fan base. And essentially, he wasn't... Nothing to do with the money or nothing to do with, with anything like that. It was more about playing in front of a big... Playing for, for a big club for starters and playing in front of a, a great set of fans. And even now, when when me and, uh, me and Lou Maloney always say, like, the games and stuff, playing at home, it's just class. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why we why we signed here, really. Um, definitely. Um, I always looked at from afar and having spoken to Chris um, a few occasions interviewed him, he seemed like Chris Hardy was very much a good manager to work for. Did you did you feel that as well? Did you feel like you had a good connection with, with Chris? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. He was very, uh, I'd say, tactical manager. He worked on a lot of tactics, loads of faces of playing, things like that. Uh, late starts as well on training. We were starting training at eight o'clock and I don't know about that. I don't know if he, uh, but, but, um, but yeah, he was a good manager. Um, Bully as well was also, was also great. I know he's in charge now, but he had the time. They were both top, top lads. 
and yeah, you you'd obviously trained. Um, I think was it up in Billingham? Was it for for Whitby? I don't know if they. Yeah, that's what they trained. Yeah. So it had been for you. It had been probably a bit easier, was it, to 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 commute yeah, training? Yeah, essentially, the first couple of years it was, but then when I moved to moved to York to go to uni, things like that was a bit more of a bit more of a grind. Um, me and uh, Andy Monkhouse uh, used to used to go on the cast together and go down, um, which was which was good crack, but. Uh, yeah, it was a bit, bit, of a, bit of a long one, especially when you finish in at half 10 and getting in at half 11. That's not the best. Um, now, I did, before we came on the podcast, I wanted to have a, I wanted to ask you a question um, about, I don't know whether you, I think you were involved in the game. Um, I don't know when it was when Whitby had three goalkeepers on the pitch at the same time. I don't know if you remember um, being involved in that one at all, Kieran. Um I wanted to ask you about that game. I don't know whether you might have gone up front. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, up yeah, front. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that game, um, I was up front that game. It was against uh, Gloucester, Gloucester City away, the league above yeah. us now. Yeah, so we played them at home, uh, FA Cup third qualifying round. Yeah, we played them at home. Uh, we should have won the game. We win in one nil. Last minute, the score to go. It was it was a great finish to be fair from by one of their lads. Then obviously away, we had a few lads missing. Obviously due to work, a few injuries. Um, and I know I've played in front before a couple of times. Um, obviously <laughs> about the team and. Uh, so I was up front with uh, Matty Tymon. Um So, yeah, we had keeper in goal, two keepers on the bench. All we had was that starting 11. We went out there and, to be fair, we absolutely battered him. Um, I don't know, I, I got two goals, so I kinda, I've got, got to get that one in there. Um, nice finishes as well, to be fair. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the lads were, were excellent that night. And that was probably one of my, if not probably the best memory I've got, that would be. Yeah, that, that, I did want to answer that question, but... Um... I couldn't. I couldn't remember who exactly it was against. Um, what's it like then, being sort of known as a as a defender, but but being asked to play up front? Did you enjoy that challenge of of being up there? Yeah, well, it's one of them ones where when you when you can, well, I say can play, or when you when you asked to play in different positions, yeah, it's good because you can show that versatility. However, sometimes when you've got players who are who are always who who have their own position and they're good in their own position? It's sometimes hard, difficult to get back into a team, um, and that's just generally speaking. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I don't mind. I don't. I wasn't. I don't mind doing a job for the team. To be fair, and I think as a as a lad, I'm not going to ever make a big scene out of out of things because at the end of the day, I love playing football. Um, but yeah, I think you got to play to your strengths, really. Essentially, yeah, and in non-league, I guess you've just got yeah. to be you've got to be versatile in where you play, haven't you? Because sometimes you might not have players available because of work commitment, travel commitments, and you've just got to be able to do a job for the manager at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly, and it's a very long season. This non-league, you're playing what 40, 50 games a season, so it's long, and uh, you'll always get your chance. You just got to take it. Yeah, long, um, long when you've got to go to Redcar on a cold Tuesday night. Um, no. No. <laughs> so it's. Um, yeah, those those are the memories. But yeah, um, your time at Whitby came to an end. Now, I for one was surprised that you'd left because I thought you'd you'd be Whitby and you'd be there. But obviously, circumstances changed for you. And when Darren Kelly came in, did you feel like it was the right time to move on from Whitby? Yeah, if, if I'm honest, I think it was. Um, Darren got in contact with me um, obviously as soon as this, as soon as the season finished. Um, showed his intentions that he wanted me uh, obviously to play in the team with Scarborough. Um, he sold it to me, to be fair, in terms of the fan base, in terms of the history, in terms of what he wants going forward to essentially win the league or get in the playoffs. So, yeah, for me, I felt as if I gave Whitby everything I could at the time. Um, 
and it was probably the the, the right time for me to leave. Yeah. And was it was it tough for you to leave the squad that Whitby had built so much? Because I guess you've become so accustomed to playing with those players. Moving on must have been quite difficult for you. Yeah, well, it, it's always difficult. But to be fair to the to the lads at Scarborough, they were they were a great bunch of lads. Um, some quality players in there as well, uh, and they all made me feel welcome as, as soon as I, as soon as I came. So, um, yeah, but like you said, yeah, playing for a team for what five years, you're going to make close mates with some of them, and especially when they're local. Um, especially with the likes like, like Matty Time and he's still one of my good mates right now. Um, so, yeah, but can't complain because I'm in, a, I'm in a great team now. Oh, that's brilliant to hear. Um, and of course, just 20 minutes into your debut for the club, um, disaster struck for you, Kieran, with an Achilles injury. What what must have been going through your mind at that time into your debut and, and disaster strikes? Yeah, yeah. Well, you couldn't write it, could you? <laughs> um, it was... It was devastating, to be fair. Um, as soon as it happened, I knew exactly how, what happened, obviously being a physio myself. Uh, the months after it was just really difficult. Luckily, I got the operation in straight away. I got the scanning straight away. Um, obviously, the, the the girls at Scabby, the physios, were, were great. Um, obviously, the PFA helped as well. So it was a pretty quick process in terms of getting the operation, and the rehab went smoothly. Um, I'm still doing my rehab now, all the time. Um, even on back playing, doesn't necessarily mean you, you have to stop. Um but yeah, it was was really difficult mentally as well as as well as physically, to be honest with you. Um, but even now, I'm just although although you might think that yeah, Scarborough we're eighth in the league, we're, we're doing okay, we've hit form. But for me, I'm also thinking right, I'm I'm, I'm back playing. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy every single game, um, um, no matter what, because I'm back playing because I was out for yeah. so long. I know, obviously, with, with COVID, that was uh, probably the only blessing in disguise, the fact that I only missed eight games, obviously, in the league. So, technically, yeah. it doesn't look like I missed that much. But, um, but yeah, I'm still, I still feel as if I'm still getting back to full sharpness um, after being out for so long. Um, but, yeah, we'll keep on working on it. And I guess there was such a big hype about you signing. It was such a big statement from Darren Kelly. And for you to not even be able to show the fans what you can do straight away, that must have just been really frustrating. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. But I knew that I've got to be patient. There's nothing I can do about it. End of the day, it's happened. Um, it's a freak injury, essentially. And it happens. I know it's happened a lot to, to other players as well um, in and around the leagues. But yeah, you've just got to be mentally strong and, and go push forward. And did you feel like, obviously, with yourself being a physiotherapist, do you think that that kind of helped you in a way? Because you, you know how to deal with it. You know what to do. You, you know your body better than, than anyone else. Yeah, in terms of knowing my body better than anyone, yeah, but I think when an injury happens to anyone, whether you're a physio, whether you're a doctor or something, you always want someone just to advise you, just to help you. Yeah. And I had a physio um, back in back in Middlesbrough, who, um, Phil Bulmer, who really took lead with my, with my rehab. Um, so from the mental side of things, in terms of grafting and uh, doing the rehab properly, yeah, I think I was... I think that was a... I think that was definitely... Definitely, definitely uh, important. And I think I definitely, my mental state, I was doing legs and doing my rehab literally every single day, uh, five days, five days a week. Uh, but yeah, being a physio, I think, helped me in terms of looking at different things I can do and identifying different strategies and things like that, yeah. And there's obviously one player that stands out at the moment. Well, there's two maybe, Josh Barrett and Michael Coulson at the moment. Colo's just had to go through uh, and is looking like he's out for quite a while. Um, do, now that you've gone through that injury, do you think you'll be able to offer Michael a little bit of advice and just, you know, if he needs someone to talk to, you're there? Yeah, well, 
yeah, I spoke, I spoke to Kudo, obviously, when he, obviously when, he, when he done it. I was obviously in training when it happened. Um, I know what injury, obviously, he's done. Uh, it's from what, from the mechanism of you, when you watch the injury, when it happened, uh, you probably expect the worst, but in terms of what he's actually done, um, he'll probably be back, then soon, back sooner than the, than the fans think, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Uh, obviously, be a lengthy process, but I'm, and with Kudo, I know he's done plenty of injury. I think he's done his ACL three times. His mindset's strong, so he'll be back in no time. But yeah, I've spoke to him. I've spoke to spoke to Lear and stuff about it. Uh, just just briefly, because end of the day, that's their job. I'm I'm a Scarborough's footballer, not essentially as a physio. So I try and keep my keep my nose out of, of those type of things. But yeah. if needed, I'll give my opinion essentially. Yeah, well, there was an injury as well last night. I don't I don't know exactly what happened to that to that young lad as well. He. He um he came off quite nastily as well during the game, so um hopefully he has a, a safe recovery. Um now a, a surprise to us as the fans, a surprise probably to the players with Darren Kelly then moving on, having brought you to the club. Um, what was your reaction when you first found out the news that Darren was moving on? I think all the lads were just surprised. I did never seen it coming, never seen it coming really. Um, obviously the Newport, what was he direct? of Newport of, of scouting or something that yeah. can't really turn down that opportunity so I understand obviously why he went but yeah none of the don't think any of the lads really knew um, but football's fickle isn't it and, and people chop and change all the time so uh, surprised yeah but um, disappointed or anything no no nothing like that but just yeah surprised did you expect any of the squad to then move on following his departure, or were you always confident that you'd be able to keep the the core group of the of the lads? I knew the I knew the core group of the lads would have stayed because essentially we didn't have a start of the season, did we? Really, so I think everyone wanted to to stay and give it give it a go um, as a squad, and obviously see see where we go. And obviously the new the new gaffer was came in and and kept us together and kept us going really. Mm. Yeah, and had the season not been. Um, curtailed when, when it was, obviously, when you, you were injured and everything. Do you feel like the squad that Darren Kelly had assembled um, could have done what all Scarborough fans were hoping and, and maybe got out of the league? Yeah, I, I'm optimistic every season. Every season, you've got to be optimistic. You've got to want to win the league or else why are you even playing football? Do you know what I mean? You've got to want to win something, achieve something. So, yeah, uh, the lads were optimistic. But even so, even now, when the new manager came in, the lads are still optimistic in terms of the, the way we play and things. So, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and um, I will go on to your your um, best eleven that we've that we've put together as well. Um, I've just got a quick question or a couple of quick questions from Mick Allen. Um, he asks, "How difficult is it to strike a balance between part time football and daytime employment?" Difficult. Uh, I think people don't realise the amount of sacrifice. Uh, lads have got families, uh, see children. Um, some lads are working nights, uh, shifts, so it is really difficult. Uh, on a on a Tuesday night, you might be going to the books in a way where we're going next Tuesday. Uh, lads have to put holidays in at work. Um, you're not getting in until what one in the morning, depending on where you live. Um, on Saturdays, you don't really have a Saturday because it's football. <laughs> Saturday is football. Uh, Fridays, Friday nights, you're just focusing on the game the next day. You're not going out with your mates or anything like that. Um, but I think a lot of the lads have been playing football for years, so, so they know the crack essentially. Um, so that sacrifice is just within them um, but yeah it is difficult compared to the, the full time game where where you've you're not working um, so during the day you're probably at training and then you're just relaxing on the afternoon potentially or you're going to the gym whereas you're trying to fit in a lot of things around around your work life but it's getting that balance right and I think that's why you see lads 
playing for, for part-time good teams a little bit more local just so they don't have to do as much travel um but uh yeah it's a it's a good commitment yeah and his, uh, his second question to that we've answered that but his, his, his second was and what's your favorite position as you've played in in numerous roles at borough and of course at whitby favorite position i'd I'd probably go between, I've still got, I've said two. I'd say I, like, I prefer, if we play three at the back, I like being the right side of the three. Or if we play four at the back, I like being a right back. Um, and that's, looking back over the years, in terms of the way I've developed and things, I think that's that's my best position. Did you, were you playing at right back last night? Um, yeah, I played right back last night, yeah. Yeah, um, I thought you did. You were down the side that we were stood, um, stood watching. So, um, obviously for anyone listening, I've, I've asked Kieran to put together his best 11 of, players that he's played with um, and kindly agreed to do that. So a huge thank you to him for doing that. Kieran, I'll, the microphone is yours. I'll let you just roll away with your sort of your best um, best 11 and exactly why you picked them. No worries. So uh, I'll start from, from in goal. Just to say, I haven't put any, any Scarborough lads in this, just to stop any uh, controversy yeah. or anything like that. You know what I mean? So I've gone from lads I've played with in the past, yeah. So uh, in goal... It was between it was between two, but I've, I've gone with um, Shane Bland, Blandy, the Whitby keeper. I think his distribution and his techniques just outrageous. Um, he might not be the tallest keeper, but he can just ping a ball to anyone's toe. I've seen him do it plenty of times. He's done it against us. He just does it all the time. Um, surprised he's not um, gone on and played higher, uh, realistically. But but yeah, that was football. Um, yeah, so him and goal, right back. Uh, a lad I played with um, back at Middlesbrough. Um, he's currently he's injured at the moment. I think he's done an done injury at the moment, but he plays for Fleetwood now. Brad Halliday. Um, he's from Redcar, actually. Uh, yeah, so he's picked him because he literally is seven, eight or ten every single game. He's, I can't say, he's not unbelievable technically. He's not unbelievably fast, but he's, uh, he's so strong and yeah. he just does the right things all the time. Um, and that's why he's probably playing at that, at that good level, uh, and because he's so consistent. So he's my he's my, he's my right back in there. Uh, one of my centre halves. Uh, there was a few centre halves because I played with quite, quite a few centre halves. Which he'd been been a centre half back then as well. Uh, the first one's got to be Adam Jackson. Um, Jacko is a yeah, very good, very good, very good player. He uh, you probably won't. He'll never ever listen to this because he's never even on social media as long as I've ever knew him anyway. Um, He's great in the air, leader. Uh, when I first went to Middlesbrough, he was like the the year above, and he was essentially playing playing for the reserves at that time already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just had this this aura about him essentially. Um, so yeah, he's definitely one of my centre halves. The other one, it's pretty much a given. Um, playing with him a few times, he was playing above, obviously a couple of years above because he's a couple of years below me, Dale Fry. Uh, not really much to say about him. Yeah. He plays for Middlesbrough, plays for England. Um, one of my mates now. He's very good lad, very humble, uh, unbelievable diag, unbelievable passer. And honestly, I went, I went to Middlesbrough. I think it was like last year, just do a bit of physio work, and I was just having a chat with him. And he's he's got even bigger. He was like very very skinny when uh, he first he first like came onto the scene, let's say. But now he's a, he's a big lad. So once yeah. again, he's another player I would expect to probably play in the Premier at some point soon, definitely. Um, and left back and yeah so my, my defenders are they're all going to be players I played when I was at Middlesbrough um, so the left back it was a tough one this it was, a, it was a tough one it was between two one was it was between either Mark Kitchen who plays for Stockport yeah but I've gone I've gone for 
a lad called uh, Burger Melon, um, aka Bigsy. So you probably have a look at him after this, but he plays for Norway now, left back. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got, I think he got, he got released from um, from from Middlesbrough the year before me, if you can imagine. Uh, but he was small. I think that's the reason why why maybe he was a bit small. But technically, he was unbelievable. He was fast. He never gave the ball away. He was so tidy on the ball. And I, I always thought like very surprised like he's got he's left do you know what I mean I'm, I'm very surprised and then yeah. obviously he went back to Norway where he's from um played there uh I think he signed for Rosenberg um won the league with Rosenberg as you can imagine now he's signed for a Stade Rennes and now he's playing against in the Champions League against Messi and that I, I messaged him a couple of weeks ago actually said you're going to sort me out with the top Haaland top and he said yeah as long as you send me a scab one back so that was a good, good bit of crack there with him but um he's definitely yeah. um in it um, left back yeah my um but yeah, yeah. um yeah. But uh, Mark Kitchen was Mark Kitchen was very close, very close. Um, but he's yeah, another top world player. Midfield, uh, I'll start with left. I'll start with centre mids. Um, so the first centre mid is uh, Dale Hobson. Um, obviously a mask at the moment. Played with him, yes. Uh, great player, unbelievable technique. He scored some of the best goals I've ever seen live. Yeah. Uh, he's still doing it now, um, and he's going to continue doing it. Uh, I think. He brings a, a different dimension to the team. I remember when I was at Whippy with him. He, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry to the call there. Um, yeah, when I was at Whippy, um, he was essentially the, the the leader in terms of just the way he performed. Didn't necessarily need to be to be aggressive and tackling. He just scored some unbelievable goals when it when it counted most. Essentially, um, another sentiment. I'm going to go with Stephen Smith. Steve Smith. At, um, I think he's in Australia now, but he was. I was with him at Whitby as well, and he used to just. He was like that, uh, like a Gattuso. That's who he reminded me of Gattuso. He yeah. used to like was, wear his hat on his sleeve, and he used to go through some people. But he was also great on the ball, and I think people people missed people didn't really see that because of his aggression. I know he got sent off a few times, he got away with it as well. I think uh, got sent off what five six times in one season. But anyway, he was he was, he was a top lad, and he's a he's obviously a, a great player. Um, to them two of my centre mids. Uh, left mid, I'm going to go for for Jordan Jones. I've never seen a player do like step overs, like as many as he, do, he does. You know what I mean? Like, nowadays, yeah, you see it on TV and stuff, but when you're playing normally, no one really tries step overs. And then if they do, they're not really that effective. But with him, he used to just do them and chop you one way all the time. All the time. He was un- unreal. Um and he was probably the most one of the most confident players I've ever played with as well. Uh in terms of getting the lads going, in terms of wanting the ball. He was yeah, top, top lad, top player. Um on the on the other side, uh I'll go with Curtis Edwards. He is um I know that obviously when he when he left Borough, he was he was technically so sometimes when we used to have a, well, when we had games, actually I say sometimes, all the time, when we had games and it was winter, he'd have his trackie on, he'd have his big massive jacket on, he'd have his snood on, he'd have his gloves on in the warm-up and stuff, he'd still be the best player. In training, he'd still be the best player. Just, yeah, um, it's hard to even exp- explain why you just didn't see him play. I know he went over to Sweden and he's doing 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 well now, um, which he deserves. And I think he's he's got his, he's got his head screwed on um, in terms of football. So, which is good. So he's he's my uh, my right mid, but he's more of a centre mid. But I, I I had to get him in there, um, definitely. And up top, uh, f- first striker, 
probably center attacking mid um, playing for Inverness, no? But um, I played with him at, it came at Whitby, um, Davy Carson. Um, yeah, another technically very good player. Drive, drove with the ball. Um, excellent with him. Obviously, his attitude in terms of work rate. And obviously, he's done himself well in, in WC Sand for, for, for a top team in Scotland. Um, he's in there. I know um, he was at Blackburn as well. I played, him, played against him when we were a bit younger, when he was, he was playing left-back, which is a bit weird because he's right-footed and he's an attacking midfielder. But yeah. Uh, he's definitely in there, and finally, my, my, the strike another striker. I'm going to go with It'd probably be more of a four-three-three my formation. But uh, <laughs> the other striker I'm going to go with is uh, Matty Tymon. Uh I remember when I he was probably one of the first players I played against with when I went to Whitby against Workington, and I was like, "Who's this lad with these like, dreadlocks?" I was thinking, "What?" Um, and he, to be fair, he he gave me a hard time that game, um, and I found out that obviously he was from from around the corner from me, uh, but obviously I didn't, didn't know him at the time, but. Holding the ball up, hold up play. He set me up so many times when I've ever played with him. Um, but yeah, just a clinical striker. Obviously, he's doing well at doing well at Mask now as well. And I think he's a uh, yeah, I think he's definitely deserves that number ten. And um, who's who's managing that that eleven? Who's who's got the role of of leading your team? Ooh, got the role of leading the team. Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. No, it's a... I'll go with um I'll go with I'll go with I'll go with uh, Paul Paul Jenkins. Paul Jenkins and uh Graham Lee, who's just got Spike, who's just got the uh, Harley pool. Yeah. Because I think they, they we won the league with them at um at Middlesbrough. And I think that they got the lads going. They're good crack, uh, but they also knew the stuff as well. So I'd definitely go with them just from from the winning experience they had at that time. So I'll go with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I was just while you were running through the eleven there, um, Karen. I was just having a look back through the the lineups for the the twelfth. It was the sixteenth of May two thousand eighteen when we were at the Riverside for the first time, Scarborough. So you'll probably know a couple of these names as I read them out that were in the Borough under twenty threes lineups. So there was Brad James, Daniel Dodds, Patrick Redding, Connor Malley, uh, Ennis Marmutovic, Nathan Dale, uh, Mikhail Soisolo, Ben Liddle, Luke Armstrong, Mitchell Curry, Hayden Coulson, and then they had on the bench Bill Albrahimi, Jack Robinson, Tyrone O'Neill, Nathan Guru, and Zach Hemming. So presumably you'll know a couple of those lads quite well. Yeah, I know, I know a couple of them. A couple of them are a little bit younger, so I think I was already gone before they came through. But the likes of uh, Lids, um, Ben Little Centimet, I know Lids, uh, Mitchell Curry, I know he's in America at the moment. Um, Hayden Coulson, he was he was playing with us um, uh, towards uh, the end of my time in Middlesbrough. So yeah, I know a few of them. Obviously, a few of them are playing at a good level. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, good it's quite uh, yeah. Hayden's currently doing very well um, at the moment. So we're just going to sort of turn to sort of this season now. Um, Kieran, I know at the time of recording, um, you won't have played the game on Saturday, so we'll kind of just chat about that a little bit. But um, it's been a bit of a, 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 a topsy-turvy season. There's been dips in form, there's been ups in form. But do you feel like Jono's now sort of got a system that works for the side and, and you're starting to pick up some really good form? Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think uh, maybe people may be a little bit harsh on harsh on the gaffer really in terms of 
obviously it's his first job. He's came into it, and we we picked up probably a few more a few points that people can people can remember. Um, especially recently, we've 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 hit good form. I know we've won the past uh, won the last two in the last three games. Um, I think. Yeah, we've got a good squad now. I think we had a few injuries, me myself included. I, I think I um, pulled my hamstring a little bit early on in the season, and there were a few others, a few other niggles. But I think now we've got a, a squad together, and the lads are working for each other. And I think we have been the whole season. It's just sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for things to things to click. Um, I think one of the one of the main things is consistency in our league. And if you go on a run, that's when you end up being up there. Um, but it can also go the other way as well. So it's maintaining that consistency, scoring goals, and not conceding. I know that sounds pretty black and white, but Oh, that, 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 that's what it is um, but yeah I think looking forward I think we're only going to improve as well and I think we're only going to get better I know we've got some difficult fixtures coming up few away games um, but we're looking to pick up maximum points Yeah I mean I was just looking at, I've got the December fixture list up um, you start on Tuesday the 7th at the uh, the Silverland Stadium against Buxton you're then at the yeah. Som- Sir Tom Finney Stadium against Bamber Bridge you're then at Warrington before you come back at home for a the 27th of December to host Morpeth Town. Um, yep. Those three away games, though, Kieran, what, what realistically are you looking, how many points are you realistically looking to get out of them games? Because there's some big teams, but with the form that you've been in, there's no reason why you can't come out of that with maximum points. Yeah, exactly. Like you just said it there. There's no reason whatsoever. Not underestimating any of the other teams. I wouldn't underestimate anyone, not even Redka yesterday. But as a player and as a, someone who wants to win, um, I'll be looking to get maximum points from all the games. Um, and if we can't get maximum points, we don't lose. We, you know, what I mean. So that's uh, that's the aim, and I think that's that, that vision's probably shared with all the lads as well. And Definitely. you round off the 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 month, the festive month against Morpeth Town at the Flingon Stadium. I don't know whether you've experienced a, a Boxing Day game uh, at Scarborough, but it's it's great atmosphere, and you'll be hoping that a lot of fans turn out and and support you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, even the games um, where I've been, the fans are always at home and away. I forgot to mention earlier on. Um, so yeah, Boxing Day, I'm sure it'll be it'll be a good experience and idea. I do encourage all the all the Scarborough fans if they can get there to, to come and come and watch us win. Yeah, and that must have been a. I know we talked a little bit about your reasonings behind coming, but for moments like that when you've got a thousand plus fans singing your name and and you know backing you, that must just make all the hard work and the sacrifice is worth it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, if I'm being honest, it's probably like playing at a conference or league two ground because some teams in, in those leagues get that amount of fans. Do you know what I mean? And it's a very enclosed environment and it's very loud when you, when you score, obviously on the, on the flip side of it, it's not the, it's not the, the right sound and noise when you, when you concede the goal, but it's part and parcel of football, like I said. And uh, yeah, hopefully the fans can keep, keep um, coming to the games and hopefully we can produce for them. Yeah, it sounds um, sounds brilliant. Well, obviously, it's been a been great chatting to you, Kieran, about about football and about all your career at Middlesbrough, Whitby, um, and you know you'll be hoping now to stay fit for the rest of the season, and you know, fingers crossed, we can put a run together that that sort of gets us into the playoff places. Yeah, definitely, definitely, that's the year. Uh, yeah, staying fit for the rest of the season. Definitely very important and also getting a run together and hopefully at the moment looking at the league, we can get into that playoff position and that's what we're aiming for. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Kieran, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast um, this evening. Have you sort of enjoyed talking about your career, who you've played with and, and sort of playing at Whitby and Scarborough? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't mind chatting me. I don't mind chatting at all. Uh, it's been good speaking to you. Sometimes it's nice talking about things because you don't <laughs> talk about things like this to anyone else, do you? So, yeah, it's been it's been sound. Yeah, and um, 
it's nice to see that you've dried off, Kieran, after last night's um, rain and, and wind that we had and the cold. But it'd be nice for you not to live too far away that you could just nip home and be back pretty quick. Um, I know, yeah, definitely, definitely. That was the and, only um, yeah, just finally on uh, on a little bit of a, less of the the local topic. Which uh, where are Middlesbrough going to finish this season, Kieran? Do you think we've got a chance right. of making the playoffs? New managers come in, so I'm going to see. I'm, I'm going to see. We'll we'll sneak in the playoffs. That's what I think will happen. We'll sneak in the playoffs. Very optimistic. And okay. is he going to bring in some new faces in January? I've got a feeling he might bring in some some of his own players. Uh, essentially, I wouldn't be surprised if he even changed the formation at some point. Um, to maybe free at the back because obviously that's what he's that's what he done with Sheffield United. Um, but yeah, I think he'll bring a ethos to the club in terms of not conceding as many goals as probably we have done, and just bring that consistency in definitely. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, if you've obviously enjoyed listening to the podcast, the, the brand new episode of the podcast tonight, um, then you can keep an eye on our social media accounts for any of the further podcasts. Next up, we're hoping to get. Borough boss John O'Green in on the podcast so you can get your questions in for him um, any of the previous podcasts that we have they're all on our um, streaming platform Spotify um, and anything like that so you can listen to that um, but I've been Charlie Hopper I've been joined by Kieran Waledgy uh, here on the Coastal County Extra Time podcast um, thank you very much for listening um, and have a good the rest of the day however you're listening to the podcast <laughs>